Welcome to Vineyard Christian Church. Let's all stand. This morning, we're going to um, sing our worship in English and Spanish. We're, um, we're going to be talking to you about um, the church's missions trip to El Salvador today, so we want to give you a taste of what we did down there. And um, so just worship along with us. Uh, you'll be able to sing sometimes, but the words will be all up here if you want to try to sing along. This is Tefaye, mas tu fuiste fiel. Tu gracia me levantó, me basta tu amor. Dios eterno, tu luz por siempre brillará. Y tu gloria, incomparable sin final. Señor, tu voluntad permanecerá. En ti me quiero perder en adoración. Dios eterno, tu luz por siempre brillará. Y tu gloria incomparable sin final. De mi corazón te doy el control. Consume todo mi interior, Dios. Justicia y amor me abrazan, Señor. Te amo desde mi interior. Do in English now. You will above all. Art of losing myself in bringing you praise everlasting. Your light will shine when all else fades, never ending. Your glory goes beyond all things. Yeah, my heart and my soul, I give you control. Consume me from the inside out, Lord. Let justice and praise become my embrace to love you from the inside out. Everlasting, your light will shine when all else fades. Never ending, your glory goes beyond all pain. And the cry of my heart is to bring you praise from the inside. My heart and my soul I give you control, consume me from the inside out, Lord. Let justice and praise become my embrace, 
to love you from the inside out everlasting your light will shine when all else fades never ending your glory goes beyond all pain and the cry of my heart is to bring you praise from the inside out though my soul cries out everlasting Your light will shine when all else fades, never ending. Your glory goes beyond all fame. And the cry of my heart is to bring you praise from the inside out. Though my soul cries out from the inside out. Though my soul cries out from the inside out. Sighed out, Lord, my soul cries out. Antes de la creación, antes de todo forma, tú eres ya el rey, eres tú.
Thank you for this time of worship. Thank you that your presence is here with us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You can be seated. Good morning, everyone. I want to welcome you to Vineyard Christian Church of Pataskala. Wasn't that beautiful this morning? Amen. Amen. I do want to issue an apology to you, though. I, I did forget to tell the worship team that this is an English-speaking congregation. So, uh, so anyway, in case you guys didn't know. Uh, all right. That was a joke. Um, well, we are an English-speaking congregation. You, you know what I'm saying. All right. Well, uh, what I was struck by as they were leading us in worship this morning is something that I don't know if you think about, I too often do not think about this, but I was just struck by the fact that uh, worshiping Jesus isn't something that just happens in the United States of America, and it isn't something that just happens in English, but all over the world today, in so many different languages, uh, brothers and sisters who we have never met uh, will be worshiping the name of Jesus in their own language, and it is really a powerful and beautiful thing to think about the entire world lifting up the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to welcome those of you who are visiting with us for the first time. We very much appreciate you being here today. Uh, if this is your first time, we have a gift that we'd like to give you. It's a CD of Vineyard Worship uh, music, and uh, our ushers have that for you. So just hold up your hands. That's all we'll ask of you. Uh, they'll give that to you. And then if you would be so kind, there's a little card attached to it. If you'd be willing to fill that out and drop it in the boxes at the back of the auditorium, uh, we would greatly appreciate that, or you can hand it to an usher. And uh, we uh, are just honored that you're here, and uh, we hope you'll visit with us again uh, real soon. As I'm going over a few announcements, the ushers will wait on you for the tithes and offerings. Just encourage you uh, to continue to be faithful uh, in uh, giving. 
A number of things coming up. Uh, This coming Friday, August 2nd, at 6.30 p.m. and at 8 p.m., we're having uh, two events in one. 6.30, we are serving uh, walking tacos. Yes, I thought I thought there would be more excitement for walking tacos. Walking tacos are one of the most delicious things you'll ever eat. If you've never had them, you need to make sure you're here at 6.30. Not healthy, but they're very, very delicious. And uh, so at 6.30, we're serving walking tacos, hanging out, fellowshipping with one another. And then at 8 o'clock, we will have a concert here in the auditorium with the group God's Dirt, uh, who has been here previously, uh, did a fantastic job. Those who were here for that concert can, uh, can attest to that. And so this is going to be a really fun night. So what I would encourage is that every single one of you, uh, if your schedule permits it at all, make a point of being with us on Friday night. We think you'll have uh, a great time. And then on uh, Sunday, August 11th at 6 p.m., we're going to have neighborhood cookouts uh, for our congregation. We have four locations throughout the area, and we're encouraging you to go to the one that is closest to you geographically. So uh, check that information out in the bulletin. The sign-ups for that uh, are out at the welcome table. And your bulletin is the August Bible reading plan. Encourage you to continue to stay faithful uh, with that. Thank you, Adele. You're excited about reading the Bible, the only one in the congregation who is. And uh, so, uh, remember... Now, some of you just aren't as loud. I understand. I understand. Uh, so, if you uh, check that out and, uh, and read that, uh, well, don't read this. Read the Bible. Just cause this. Okay. I'm confusing myself today. So... And you guys aren't laughing at me, which is making it really even harder up here. Uh, All right. Uh, So why don't we just pull the plug on this and stand up and everybody shake hands. How about that?
Thank you for being friendly with one another. Hope that you met someone uh, new. If not, you'll have another opportunity at the conclusion of the service. Uh, so why don't we go ahead and take our seats now. Uh, just a uh, friendly reminder to silence your, uh, I almost said pagers, but no one carries pagers anymore. Silence your uh, cell phones. And uh, if your children get fussy during the service, if you'd be so kind as to uh, take them to the nursery or uh, the foyer cafe. We have um, uh, TV screens out there that you can watch the service on, so we appreciate that. Uh, today we're taking a one-week break from our series in the book of James. We'll resume that next week. And uh, today we're having our El Salvador team that uh, recently uh, went on their trip to uh, San Jacinto, El Salvador, uh, share with you about their experience uh, we think this is important for a number of reasons. One is that this congregation very uh, faithfully supports this trip each year, uh, both financially and with prayer support. And so we want to report back to you as to uh, how the trip went and the things that were accomplished, the good things that uh, God did while the team was there. And also, we are hopeful that as uh, the team uh, shares what, uh, what happened with them, that perhaps God would begin to stir something in your heart for missions. And uh, maybe you would just uh, generally have your heart drawn toward, uh, toward uh, sharing the gospel with other people, whether here locally or in other countries, uh, maybe specifically uh, to El Salvador, and that uh, maybe God would begin uh, to work uh, in your heart that, uh, that you too might ought uh, go to El Salvador at some point. In Mark sixteen fifteen, uh, Jesus told his disciples then, and uh, I believe this applies to his disciples now, that they were to go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. And that's what these folks did uh, at the end of June and early part of July. And so I would just ask that you would open your heart uh, to receive what they have to share today. And uh, while they're doing that, just be prayerfully considering, God, is there more that you would like me to do? 
to go and preach the good news to all creation. So open your heart to receive what they have to say, and I'll turn it over now to the El Salvador team. Hola. That's about it. <clears throat> this morning, I'd like to introduce you to Walter. Walter works with Enlace and serves mission teams that come into El Salvador. He's almost always there with us throughout the week and serves as our driver and translator. He's a wealth of knowledge and is a great friend. Walter has an awesome heart for God and an awesome heart for his people, the people of El Salvador. While talking with Walter on Sunday, he shared three thoughts with us of what he believes teams from the U.S. bring to the Salvadorian communities that they serve. We provide support for the local church and support for the pastor and his family. It's been wonderful serving um, the members of the Zuri Sudai Church. Uh, for the last four years, I've been uh, down and... Uh, it's wonderful. It's easy to love Pastor Mauricio and his wife, Jenny, and their boys. And the friendships that develop, um, develop very, very short time, and, uh, and they last a lifetime. Um, it's like visiting extended family uh, each time you go back. Walter also said that we give them hope. He shared about a 90-year-old woman who lives in a poor community of Prospect, which isn't too far from uh, San Jacinto. This lady had been praying for a home for many years, but with or without a home, she still put her trust in God. God did answer her prayer in the form of 17 teenagers from the Willow Creek Church in Chicago, Illinois, who came and built her a house. God gets the glory, but those teams provided her with hope. I invite each of you to pray about becoming God's hands and feet, on an upcoming mission team. Just bring what you have, and God will use it in a powerful way. Now I'd like to share a couple of pictures. Jeff said we could. Um, there's several of Walter. The first one, and Walter's always the guy in the gray shirt and the, and the blue hat. Um, the first one is, um, he's translating for David, who's explaining about the greenhouse. Then there's a picture of Walter with the... Um, um, the stoves in the homes and the problems there. And I think you'll hear a little bit more about that later. There's a couple of pictures with Walter talking with us as uh, we go uh, around the community to deliver the food that we have for them. And then there's a picture of Walter and Kevin and Amy relaxing after a long, hard day. <laughs> <clears throat> Jeff said we could share a couple of other pictures, and I want to introduce you to Irvin. I met Irvin four years ago. It was deeply saddened to learn that um, he was dismissed from school at a young age because he was a slow learner, and they didn't have time for him. Irvin is lucky, though, in that he has a father who's present in his life. This year, he was with his dad on the job site, learning valuable skills that he will need to make it in life. I love Irvin. He always has a smile. Then there's Francesca. She's a dear, sweet soul and works tirelessly. She's one of the only women in the church that have gone to the job sites and worked alongside of us on several occasions. She helps Jenny prepare our meals. 
And she's just a precious sister in Christ. The last picture is of the team and Walter as we prepared a zip line. The smiles are real as we had a great, uh, great time and had a lot of fun. Each trip you come away thinking it is the best and that they can't get any better, but each year they do. Now I'd like to introduce you to Big Mike, as he became known on the job site, who will share about the project. I haven't even gone yet, and I'm already crying. Thanks, Kay. <laughs> this year, the project we worked on was a greenhouse for growing uh, tomatoes. We joined a group of local villagers who had been trained specifically uh, for this project. The frame was constructed from small timbers cut from the property. The roof was covered with uh, heavy plastic and the sides were covered with fine netting to keep bugs out. We planted a portion of the 6,500 seeds that the greenhouse is capable of supporting. Since the seeds from the tomatoes they grow can be planted to grow more tomatoes, a renewable source of both food and income has been created for the village. Next slide, please. In El Salvador, they use the U.S. dollar as their currency. We were told that the average person in the village, if they can find work, earns about 5 to 10 U.S. dollars per day. This became very real for me starting on the very first day. They do their offering a little bit differently than we do. The ushers stand up front of the congregation, and then the congregation goes up to the ushers and puts their money in the basket. Since the uh, service was in Spanish, I was a little bit behind on what was going on. By the time I figured out what was happening, uh, the, the offering was almost over. I was one of the last ones to go to the front. The money I dropped in the offering plate was the only paper in that basket. It was all coins. On the second day, we went out and passed out food. We met this young lady here that was living in that structure behind her that Kevin's looking at. It could best be described as a woodshed. It was four poles wrapped with a heavy tarp with tin on the top for a roof. As the uh, designated trip photographer, I was urged to go inside to take pictures. Of the 12 or 1,300 pictures that we took that week, I think this one speaks the loudest to me. Next slide, please. Before we left for this trip, we gathered together as a group and prayed many times. But we prayed for God to fill us with love, grace, and mercy, to fill us to overflowing, so that we could pour that love out on the people of El Salvador. As fulfilling as that prayer was, it paled compared to watching it play out every day. God, using his people who were willing 
to pour his love out on people who desperately needed it. Now, with that, I would like to, uh, we've got one more slide. I'd like to introduce Michelle, who's going to talk to you about the uh, home visits. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. I'm going to share mostly about our time visiting families in their homes. Um, But first, I just want to say what a blessing it was to be a part of this team and um, to have participated in this trip. I know that many of you were praying for us, and we definitely felt that, and we had amazing traveling mercy. We were just um, constantly amazed at how nothing was going wrong on our travels, and so um, that was really cool. My first picture is of the um, Zerisadai Church, and just like our church, it's full of people who love God and one another. Uh, They were very welcoming to us and especially patient with me as um, I butchered their customary greeting every time. Uh, God bless you. I can't seem to say that in Spanish. It's uh, Dios le bendiga. But I I kept saying, like, Dios el bambino or dios le bandido and so i think i was like calling god the baby or god a bandit so i just stopped to start saying hola um but they would just laugh um okay the next picture is this is a key picture here that is me ziplining now i just had to show this because the whole team promised me that if i did it that it would be so worth it to be able to tell everyone that I went ziplining in El Salvador. So everybody, I went ziplining in El Salvador. And it's really still not worth it. (laughs) Okay, next slide. Okay, down to business. A few years back, the vineyard team um, that went down asked Pastor Mauricio for some ideas, some more ideas on how we could help the people of San Jacinto. Uh, He felt that visiting some families in their homes to provide groceries and offer prayer to them would be a great fit for our team. So they've done that every year. And this year we were able to deliver groceries and pray for um, eight families. I think we prayed for four additional families that we actually gave groceries to. Uh, But we try to provide about a month's supply of staples such as beans, oil, rice, and sugar, and things like that. Um, So... Uh, This is a lady and her daughter. These are some people that we visited, and this little girl had just recently been hospitalized for a respiratory infection. I can't remember if it was pneumonia or bronchitis. Um, But that's kind of key into what I want to talk about next, because if you put the next slide up, this is a picture of their stove. And um, this is a pretty typical setup in El Salvador. In order to prepare meals, the stove um, is usually lit most of the day, And um, the older kids are at school, but mom and the little kids are home in the smoke all day. And the smoke um, is not vented. It pretty much just drifts into their home. Uh, So it causes a lot of respiratory illnesses. And we learned that 18% of all deaths of children under the age of 5 are attributed to respiratory infections, um, primarily caused by smoke in their homes. So um, we are very hopeful that the next project we can help in Lasse with is their eco-stove initiative called Cooking Up Love. And over the next year, as we prepare for the next um, trip to El Salvador, we're hoping to share a lot of that with you um, to, to um, get everybody involved. 
it's only $200 to um, build this life-changing stove for them. Um, so next slide, please. In addition to the groceries, Tirza and Amy always had a little treat for any of the kids who were home. And this little girl was thrilled to get some little gardening tools. And um, her mom said that she loves to help her plant flowers. And uh, that's another thing I found so interesting is the contrast with, like, they, their floors are mud. Um, when it's raining, everything, it's like a mudslide. But they'll have big pots of beautiful flowers because those kind of things just grow in abundance there. So they take care of them, and they try to, you know, beautify their home with those um, and, and take time for that. Uh, they also have beautiful exotic fruit trees on their property, and sometimes these help provide some income for the families um, in the season. All right, next slide. Uh, Mike showed a picture of this young lady, but this is Karina. We visited her home, and um, like he said, it pretty much looked like a paint tarp wrapped around some logs. She's very poor, and she told us that she has colitis, but she cannot afford the medication that she would need to treat it. And, of course, they can't, um, you know, change their diet to rule, you know, to eliminate things because they just have to eat what's available to them. And uh, that's another thing that stood out to me is that uh, many of the options that we have here in the United States are not available to these people in El Salvador. There's no welfare and no government-subsidized health care. On our first day, we met a young boy who I don't have a picture of. He was an orphan, and he had been taken in by Rosa's family. Um, and he had fallen off of his bike that day, and his shoulder was visibly messed up. And I was really worried about him because I just wondered, what are they going to do for him? They don't have a car, and um, they have a little clinic in town, but that's their only option, to take him to that clinic. And um, so I have I've thought about him a lot and hoped that he gets the proper attention to that arm because he's going to grow up and, and need to, to work and uh, support his family. And um, the options just aren't there for them. You know, I can just run my kids down the street to urgent care whenever I want. And we don't have to worry about that kind of thing. Uh, the next picture is um, the outside of Karina's neighbor. And I think that, like Mike said, is the inside of her home. And that's just an example of how they live. Um, but both of these ladies were so grateful for our visit and for the groceries. Um, one more story. Next slide. Um, this man on the left, his name is Ernesto. He came to our work site um, on Tuesday, and I think that some of our group had already met him in past years. Uh, well, he was telling Jeff how his son was very sick, and I believe something, he had like a tumor in his chest, and it was very large but couldn't be treated. Um, and he could just not get comfortable and couldn't sleep. And Ernesto wanted us to come and pray for him. Well, we were, like, debating, are we going to go before lunch or after lunch, or maybe we'll go over here and do this first. And he followed us around and would not let us out of his sight because he wanted us to come and pray for his son. So we decided we're doing that next. And so uh, we went into their home, and it was the, really the only home I got to go all the way through. We went, like, all the way into the back room. And you can see he has his mattress pushed up on the wall to, uh, to try to get comfortable and his only entertainment um, was a little old phone with headphones in it. And I just thought how different that was than what we have. You know, if we're sick, um, we pretty much have access to anything we want. Um, the last picture is um, this is us singing on the last or on Tuesday night at our worship service. 
And uh, this was just a really special worship service for me. Um, we invited Pastor Mauricio's wife, Yanera, who we call Jenny, to make it easy on us, um, to sing with us. And uh, we could hear her singing in her house through the week, so we asked her to sing. And um, she came up and sang with us, and Pastor Mauricio was so excited. You could just see that he was very happy that she was able to do that because uh, she has to spend a lot of her time doing other things for the church and doesn't get to use um, her musical giftings. So I was excited for her, too. Anyway, it seemed like the congregation knew all of the songs we had picked, and they just sang at the top of their voice. It was such a beautiful sound, and I kind of wished I could have been down the street because I'm sure that you could have heard it through the village. Um, I've often imagined, as a few people have mentioned, that you know what it might look like and sound like to hear and experience um, other believers around the world worshiping, and I got to participate in that. We saw where these people lived, and yet they came to church, and they sang at the top of their lungs about how good God is. And that really spoke to me because we kind of have it easy here, and um, sometimes we, we aren't loud enough with our praise for God. But um, I just wanted to share those things. Thank you. And now, um, wait a minute. Miss um, Tirsa. <laughs> Thanks. I want to say quickly that um, Michelle and Kevin, um, you know, not not speaking Spanish, uh, the songs that uh, Michelle had practiced and, and prepared, um, they sounded wonderful. And the, I mean, it, it's I mean, it was really incredible the um, to just to hear Michelle and, and, and Kevin too, just you know, uh, singing in Spanish and it just sounding um, really great. So I just appreciated that. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about our children's event. Um, we uh, always go down and have something ready for the kids. I think that it would be really hard to show up in San Jacinto and say we don't have a, a program or an event for the kids. Um, I think that we would probably get a lot of disappointed uh, uh, faces. So um, our uh, children's event this year, and um, the first picture is just all of them sitting in their chairs there. Um, we... Uh, because of our, um, uh, because of doing the greenhouse, um, Amy uh, brought up the idea of uh, maybe talking to the kids about the parable of the sower. So um, we we made that kind of our theme and our event for the kids, and um, we did a little drama uh, of the parable of the sower, which we're going to do right this morning. You guys, uh, it was actually some stellar performances. I, I will say that. Um, so um, it was really fun. Um, we don't have pictures of that. We have a couple pictures of it, but we were all doing it. So um, it was really fun to, to do that. I read the parable in Spanish to the kids, and, and, and uh, everybody else kind of came and did an acting part. So um, that was really cool. Part of, it, uh, part of the event was a craft. So I have a couple pictures of, of the kids doing the craft. Um, we we kind of did it in sections. We had some kids playing games at one time, and the other kids doing the craft, and then we kind of switched over. So um, there's a picture of the kids doing the craft, and then uh, one little uh, Mikael, or um, is it Michael, right? Uh, Michael uh, had a finished product here of our um, uh, plant. So the kids got to take their handprint and put it in the paint and, and then make the plant out of that. And the verse that we used um, was um, in James, um, where it talks about um, don't 
don't just be hearers of the word and in so doing deceive yourselves, but also be uh, doers of the word to do what it says. So um, we put that on the on the verse. Um, And then I think all the crafts, yeah, lined up and drying uh, so that they would be ready for when the kids left. Um, The next couple pictures are some games that we played with them. We have, um, we have a real popular game down there called Balloon Pop, which we played at VBS this year, too, and the kids loved it. So um, we got to play that game, and matter of fact, um, later on, uh, we, uh, just the adults were, were there. All the kids had gone home, and we thought, we have extra balloons. Why don't we play Balloon Pop? And so we were able to uh, have Pastor Mauricio c- come and join us for that. And it was hilarious because we weren't expecting him to jump in uh, and, and do that game with us. He, you know, it's, it's taken him a few years to sort of warm up to us. And, and this past year was an incredible year of seeing him um, begin to really um, just be kind of let his hair down and just be with us and and joke around and 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 have fun so we played the balloon pop game with him and he won so that was good the other game we played with the with the kids is uh, this one that they're playing right now is simon dice which is simon says so we played that with the kids and um anyway so we had we had fun with the kids um i want to go back to the very beginning though there's a picture right here the next slide of a young man named Jaeger, and he is um, an El Salvadoran um, uh, young man who is uh, giving his time to Enlace this summer. And so uh, he was our translator for part of it, and, and I think he found out a couple minutes before Kevin's message that he would be translating Kevin's message. So um, he, he got kind of pushed in there, and he's learning and stuff. But he, he's a wonderful young guy. And um, during when we were preparing, we were always running a little behind down there. And so when we were preparing, getting the last touches on for the children's event, they were so anxious and waiting, trying to wait patiently, but just, you know, just coming in. I mean, if we had a door cracked open, they were coming in. So we were trying to close that door and keep him out for just a little bit until we got everything ready. So Jaeger uh, did his little magic tricks and kept the kids kind of uh, busy and occupied while we could get everything finished up for the, for the event. And um, right after this, and I wish I had a picture of this, but it was so spontaneous, um, but it's pictured in my mind, and I don't think I'll, I, it, it will ever um, go away, is this picture of them when we opened the doors finally, when we were ready. They talk about, like, they stormed the place. I mean, they ran full tilt from the um, door to the front row. And, you know, if, if we had enough chairs for everyone to be in the front row, they would have all been in the front row. They just stormed through there, and it was like a mad dash to get in the front seat, to be there first, and they were just um, unbelievably excited. And, um, you know, that scene just really stuck with me. That was some, one of the moments I had down there where it was just that rush of, you know, of the kids coming in. And since um, then, I was thinking about that, and I just love that picture because um, it's something that, uh, to me, you know, to, to have that type of fervor, and, and it's kind of like, you know, desperation goes a long way. A little desperation goes a long way, and you know, they are in a in a in a culture in a um, you know economy that that puts them in a little bit of a desperation, and and these kids don't have a lot, and so they were 
going to be there first, and they were going to get a front row seat, and that was exciting to see. But when I thought of that scene, what came to my mind was um, was actually in Matthew eleven twelve, where it talks about um, about the kingdom. You know, Jesus is talking about the kingdom, and he says, "And from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault, and violent men seize it by force." And the Amplified Bible adds. As a precious prize, a share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most, most ardent zeal and intense exertion. So I think of that when I see those kids just coming in there. And I think that's how we should all be as we, try to, as we, as we seize the kingdom and we, and we um, you know, um, seek the kingdom. So um, that's all I have for you. I will introduce my awesome friend, Amy. Hi, I'm Amy, as she said. This was my fourth year to get to go to San Jacinto, and um, it was such an honor to be able to go back and then to be able to share. But just so you know, I've been crying all morning, so (laughs) we all know that I cry when I'm up here, so it's just going to happen. But um, the four years of going, as Kay said, you think it doesn't get any better, but by far, this was the best. And I I don't know why, except for my heart was different this time, and... And I feel that God had started doing things within me before the trip that I was able to use when I got there. And it was just amazing. So um, I'm going to talk about the teen girl ministry that we did. And it was very dear to me to be able to do this because there's a couple girls. Oh, we're showing slides, right? I forget that. Um, there's a couple girls there that, that I am very close with that I met the first year. And um, I follow them on Facebook. How they get Facebook, I don't know. <laughs> they live in a shack, but they have Facebook. And um, that's my girl. See, they're going to make me cry. I can't look at them. Um, They touched my heart from the first day. And even yesterday, Raquel, on this side, um, sent me a message on Facebook. She sees I'm on there, and instantly I get, I love you, Amy, or I miss you, Amy. And, um, And that was just amazing. That wasn't part of my five minutes, Jeff. I didn't mean to say that. So... um. But when we started doing a teen ministry, these girls especially popped in my head because I, I see their pictures. And sometimes they put pictures on Facebook that, as a mom, makes you go, hmm. And so it was really neat at the thought to be able to share with them. But we weren't really sure what we were going to share. And one morning I was reading um, the, the flyer, the, the daily reading. You should do that because God really talks to you in that at times. And as I read 1 Corinthians one twenty six, I... Um, I felt that God was calling. This is what we were to share about. And it says in 26, For simply consider, this is the Amplified Version, For simply consider your own call, brethren. Not many of you were considered to be wise according to human estimates and standards. Not many influential and powerful, and not many of high and noble birth. 28 says, And God also deliberately chose what in the world is lowborn and insignificant, and branded and treated with contempt, even the things that are nothing, that he might dispose and bring to nothing the things that are. 31 says, So then as it is written, let him who boasts and proudly rejoices and glories, boast and proudly rejoice and glory in the Lord. And this spoke to me because what some don't know is we were raised very humble. We always had our daily bread. We might not have wanted that daily bread, but we had our daily bread as God promises that he will give. But during times in our life... Um, we came upon financial issues, and we had to live in, in our barn for a while, and we had dirt floors. And I understood that, sweeping the dirt so that the dirt didn't clump. 
And as a teenager, that was hard. And, and I just felt that maybe that was... It, for years, I was upset about that. Why me? Why didn't I get new tennis shoes when we... I would tell mom, well, why can't we go to the store and get new clothes? But now, God used part of that. And when I go there, I'm totally at ease. Because I get it in part of it. You know, I might eat more than I should there because they hand it to me and I say, okay, I probably have more bacteria in here and it kills it all. I don't know. But, you know, I've never gotten sick there. I eat everything. One, one year, and this, you know, um, Wilmer brings me a handful of corn and says, Amy, try this. Okay. I pop it in my mouth. We go around the corner and I realize the rat-infested bin that it came out of. Still, I was really good. You know, it didn't affect that. So... So, you know, I just, huh? Yeah, yeah, really. Um, so it, it made me realize at that moment that instead of being angry, you know, we need to look and say, what can I do? What can I use this for to help others? And for me, it was to go to El Salvador and speak to these girls. So we had our teen ministry and we, I think it was 13 to 18 year olds that we, we chose to do it for. And And really, honestly, how many did we think was coming? We didn't know. Here, how many of our girls would come if you knew Kevin, or Kevin, hmm, Kay, Tirza, Michelle, Keisha, and and, um, me were speaking. Is that everybody? But would you come? You know, you'd be like, oh, great. So we weren't really sure, and we planned for about 45, and I think we had 42 show up, which was absolutely awesome. And by the time, because we're always running late, we got there, they were waiting for us. And they were waiting for us dressed up and ready with open hearts, Their moms didn't force them to come. They didn't come and sit in the corner and grump. They were happy to be there. And um, Michelle and and Tirza had come up with a beautiful craft for us to do with them. So we didn't just go do something and then leave. Um, We sat and we made these necklaces. And um, they loved it. And there was a, a set amount of charms, which is beautiful, and then the beads that they could each have. But they shared the beads to make different necklaces. It was so neat to see them work with each other so they could each, uh, you know, make the best of what they wanted. And, and it was such a neat thing. And, and uh, this was my table. These are my girls that I sat with this time, which was really out of my box because I really wanted to sit at the other table where Diana and Raquel was. But I needed to reach out to somebody else. And um, these girls I hadn't really seen in the church that much. And so Keisha and I sat there. Um, the one leaning on her elbows is Jessie, and she was a little bit of a snot at first, and she was, was a little standoffish, and we asked if she had any English, and she informed me that she thought English was stupid. Or, or what, how did she say it? I don't like it. It's supposed to be Spanish or something. So, it was, you know, she was the only one that was a little bit hesitant. But before we left, um, by the time we got back to our hotel, she had found a way to get to Facebook, posted the pictures we had taken together, and was telling us how much she loved us. And so that was a really neat, uh, a really neat moment there. And um, Jeff said, stay on your notes, but I'm way off. I always do that. So at the end of our program, we made the necklaces. I did my talk, which you feel like you bomb. You sit down. You think you totally blew it. Um, we, did a, we gave them an opportunity for prayer. And again, 13 to 18-year-olds, hey, if you guys want to come forward and get prayer, we're here. You know, if you want to give your life to God, we're here. You don't think too many are coming. At least 90% of those girls came forward to the altar. They came and they knelt at the altar. And when they cried, when they prayed, they cried so hard their shoulders sobbed. They held each other as friends and they cried together praying. Or they just waited for us to come up and put our hand on them and just pray with them. It was the most beautiful thing. I don't come forward like that. I come up and pray or I kneel and pray. But I am not so broken when I come 
that you would say, oh my gosh, you know, but they do. And they wanted God to just join in with them. And then after that, after the prayer, we gave um, an opportunity to speak. Maybe somebody wants to share. Again, nobody's going to. One girl did. Somebody we delivered groceries to. So it just makes a bigger circle. And she came up and she shared how um, she was angry with her life too. And how the responsibilities of caring for her family had just really gotten her down. And um, it was just really neat to see her come up and make a change. And those little moments like that, you know, as a friend, maybe she was a witness to all those other people that was there too. So, so that's how our, our ministry uh, went with them. We ended with song. Again, they sang so loudly and so beautifully. It was, it was just absolutely amazing. So this picture was hilarious because I was trying to tie her um, thing on her and I kept choking her. I, I couldn't figure out why she kept fidgeting, and finally she went, ah. So, so it turned into, I was the crazy lady. So anyway, that was pretty fun. So, but there's so many moments there, so many absolute wonderful moments. And, and part of crying while everybody's talking is because you relive all those moments. I started bawling during praise and worship because I, I visioned being back at that church and everything that you feel there. So if you're not a crier, I challenge you now to go to El Salvador. I, I stamp that, triple stamp it. You, you should go because you'll be a crier. So, um, but one of those moments... For me, and this will probably be very hard for me, I probably will not turn around very much, um, but it was, a, it was a baby named Baby Catherine. See? Um, that is her. This one got me, and it was like on day one, I think, so it was pretty brutal. But this is Mario's mom, and I don't know if you remember us talking about Mario last year. He's kind of like Aladdin in the movie. You know, he just figured out how to get things and make things work out for him. And come to find out last year, he was the, the, the sibling of five or six. And this is his mom. And last year, she was diagnosed with cancer. Because she was supporting her family, spreading chemicals on the fields. That's how she had to get that measly $5 a day or whatever to feed her kids. And it was killing her. And so all year I had prayed and asked Jeff, have we heard, is she there? Are the kids okay? And we just never knew. And so it was a big shock to us to get there and see baby Catherine. And, um, and uh, so as we get there, though, I asked her briefly. She was standing there. And the next slide, I'm standing there, and I asked her to let me hold her. And she freely did, which is awesome, because there was a connection there where she went and let me have her baby. But from the moment Catherine hit my hands, I started crying. Don't look at my face on that picture. I started bawling. And I don't know exactly why, except for she was so perfect. She was so precious. And she has no idea what lies ahead of her. And, and as we're sitting here and I'm talking to her, for that moment, she was just a beautiful baby. She laughed and she cooed at me and it was just precious. And I'm crying and I'm whispering in her ear, praying that God protects her, that he just helps her life to be easier because she has no idea. Every moment that she breathes is these stoves. One K's second slide, I think was her kitchen. That's what she breathes. So what we take for granted, she will always struggle with. She will never know, you guys all know I have a grandson, Roman, who's a stinker and obviously has never missed a meal, you know, <laughs> he's a tank, but she may never know what it feels like to have her belly full. 
And it just made me realize how blessed we are. We think that we're blessed. Or we, th- we, we say we're blessed. But it's until you hold a precious, precious angel like that. And you look at her and she's still smiling. And, and has no idea that, that you really say we are blessed. And so that's what I walked away from with this year. Was how blessed we are and how one moment can change everything. You know, that one moment, she changed my life. And I, I pray that as I, as I prayed in her ear that I changed hers. And, and she'll be a light for her family. And there's one more um, moment that I will share with that I don't have a slide of. But like Tirza said, it will be in my mind forever. And that's of Jeff. And um, we were at the kids program and we got ready to leave. Or we got, it was almost over. Kids were running everywhere. It was, it was a total blast. And some of us were outside getting the snacks ready for the kids because we give them a treat bag and snacks and stuff on the way out. And um, uh, I looked through the window, and Mario's little sister, I think Juliana, was sitting on Jeff's lap. Total chaos in the front of the church. Imagine this section, all kids, and they're running around knowing that things are going on. And you sit in the back, and in the back there's one chair with Jeff sitting in it, and she's sitting on his lap. She just was cherishing sitting on a daddy's lap. We have never seen a man at that house. And at that one moment, she was safe with a daddy. And I just felt how that one moment could have changed her little life. So if you ever think you're not valuable there and you can't go because you don't make a difference, it's a lie. The enemy is telling you that because one moment can change somebody's life there. And that one moment of a daddy could have changed Juliana. So thank you. And now I ask Kevin to come up and talk about the men's program. I wasn't going to cry. I'm going to confuse you. Buenos dias, which is good morning. Dios es bueno. <laughs> Don't those sound the same? Just kind of flipped. They are. They sound really the same to me. So this is my third year down here. Um, and like Kay said, like Amy said, um, we come back home, we're like, this is not going to be topped. This was the best year by far. It can't happen. Nothing can be better. And of course, this year was the best by far for me. Um, there's all kind of blessings that happen throughout the week for us. It's funny, we get down there to bless them, right? That's our goal, right? To bless them, and we get blessed, okay? And the blessings just flow throughout the week. But um, there's a constant blessing for me that uh, I want to share with you. That's worship. Um, they invite us um, to lead them in worship, um, they invite us to deliver the message to them. They just they, they want us to be a part of their their Sunday and Tuesday night worship, and that is that just blesses my heart uh, to be able to do that. Um, Sunday morning, sometimes when we get there, uh, we don't get a chance to warm up. We don't get a chance to work with the sound system. Our guitars aren't used to humidity, and they will not stay in tune. So we think we sound awful, but they love it. It's like, really? We sounded awful? No, it was great. It was great. So um, we love that, okay? Um, But Sunday this year, um, at the end of the service on Sunday, Mauricio did something that was... um, uh, it just touched my heart. Uh, I, it was just kind of something that we were talking in the back, and I'm like, I said, what are they doing? Um, and at the end of the service, Mauricio 
Pastor Mauricio released the Sunday schools. He sent the ushers out to release the Sunday schools to come and have them join their parents up front and said a blessing over the entire family and challenged the dads to pray with their family that day and the rest of the week until they meet again. It just, it was just, I don't know how we could do logistically here, but it was just awesome to me that he just took the time. Things were kind of winding down and he said, go get them. And the kids all came out and joined their, their families. It was just, it touched my heart. It was so cool. But, um, that was Sunday, Tuesday's worship. Um, Tuesday for me was the best day, um, I've had down there so far. I've had a lot of great days down there, but by far this was the best day for me. Um, I'll share a couple quick things that happened down there. Um, as Michelle shared, um, having Yanira join us for worship, um, I love, I love, I love um, worshiping with Michelle and Tirsa. Um, it's great. But then we added Yanira. Um, they just kind of um, talked her into coming and joining us for a song. And I'm singing along, and I look over and see Yanira singing, and I'm gone. Okay. The tears are flowing. It was just, it was amazing because you hear her singing all week and she wants to sing praises to the Lord and she's got this church and she's just not able to and letting it, and it was just, it was awesome. It was a blessing for me to be able to, to join with those two and you needed to do that. And then Sunday, a double blessing. Um, I was, uh, completely blessed to be able to deliver the message. Um, and if you've never <laughs> tried to talk through an interpreter, that was my first time trying to talk with an interpreter. And Jaeger was awesome, by the way. This young guy, like she said, he just got, had just gotten a word about 20 minutes before the service. Oh, by the way, you're interpreting for him tonight. I handed him my message, and he was like, okay. And he was great. He was really terrific. But um, I think at the end of the message, um, to be able to invite him for prayer, and then the team praying over these folks, they just come and they want prayer. And it is just such a blessing for that. Um, and I'm going to back up just a little bit. What makes Tuesday really, really special, not just those things, but Tuesday morning, um, we were able to go to the clinic. Um, my theme for my message was CPR, and it just kind of seemed like my whole theme for being down there, because it's near and dear to my heart as well, was CPR. So I was able to take some uh, CPR mannequins, some little blow-up dummies for CPR, and a uh, DVD, um, an instructional DVD in Spanish, to the clinic so that these folks could actually continue to teach these folks CPR. Um, it, was, it was terrific. Um, they accepted it. One of the funniest parts is that we, um, I delivered all these things in this huge uh, suitcase. I won on the Price is Right, by the way. Um, my last suitcase from the Price is Right. Um, but anyway, they were excited about the suitcase because when they go to do home visits and stuff, um, they, will, they will actually need something. They take it in cardboard boxes, and during the rainy season, it's not great. So they'll take these things in this suitcase now. So... It was terrific to do that. Then we went to the school. It was just um, Tuesday for me was just a really, really, really good day and a series of really, really good days. Now, on to the, the part why I'm supposed to be up here. Okay. Um, well, actually, no, I'm not. I'm going to do something else. The, the home visits is another constant for me. For the three years that I've gone, we've done the home visits. And I want to share something with you. Um, the Saturday that we do the garage sale. You all have um, donated stuff, all right? Our garage basically is full. Over on Oxford Drive, our garage is full. And before we open those doors, everything that's in that garage, if one person in San Jacinto had all that stuff, 
They'd be like the richest person in San Jacinto. But what would they do with it? They have no use for it. You didn't have any use for it, okay? Well, what we are doing, thanks to you, thanks to your donations, thanks to you buying things, is that we are turning this stuff that you don't want into something they absolutely need, and that would be food. So for us to be able to get that money, go down there, shop at Super Selecto, and pick up some food for these folks, and deliver it, and, get, and be able to join their lives just for a minute to deliver these food, it's, an, it's a constant blessing for us. And you got to try it, okay? Don't, don't wait. If the Lord's tugging at your heart to go down there and join us, please, you don't want to miss it. It's, it's, un, it's wonderful. Thursday night, men's group. It was, for us, on our end, it seemed like it was kind of a, an afterthought, um, but it wasn't for them, okay? Um, last year, we had this big elaborate thing we were going to do, and this year, it was like, well, let's just have a prayer group. It didn't matter, Okay? When they found out we were going to have a time for the men alone, 55 men showed up. 55 in the rain. They don't have a car. Okay? Some of them walked at least a mile, if not more, in the rain to come join us at this prayer time. It was fantastic. Um, Mike, um, Big Mike. Um, yeah, they, they loved calling him Big Mike. You should see him at the job site. They didn't need a ladder. He's up here on the... <laughs> it, was, it was pretty awesome. Sorry, I'll move on. Uh, but anyway, um, Mike delivered a testimony that, w- that touched their hearts. He challenged the men to come alongside the orphans in the village, that they, the, the fatherless kids, um, that they just come alongside them and, and be strong for them and be the male in their, in their lives. And it touched enough lives that we opened it up for a testimony. And when we opened up for testimony from the other men, a couple of men came up. I mean, this is Old Testament stuff, okay? I, I don't have time to share with you, but I'll be right up here. If you want to hear some of the testimony that the men gave after church, I would love to share it with you because really, 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 it'll give you Holy Ghost bumps, I promise. Um, and then at the end, um, we, 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 I'll see days. Um, when Cade and, um, you were with him, right? Kate and Jeff went down that first year uh, building a wall. Alcides was sitting alongside the road and um, just taking a break. And um, he picked up Kate's guitar and started playing Quan Grande Cell, How Great Thou Art. So we asked him that night if he would close the men's group with <clears throat> Quan Grande Cell. How many of you know? <laughs> Probably not a lot of you. Um, all the verses to how great thou art. Okay? By heart. He knows them all. I'm not going to play them all, but I want to just give you a short little a snippet of these guys singing praises to the Lord at the top of their voice.
I love that. Didn't matter. Off key, screeching, it doesn't matter because you know what was happening? God was smiling because he loves it when we sing his praises. So I'm going to challenge you men especially. Get involved. Come down and join us. But anybody is interested, men, women, children, it doesn't matter. Come and join us when we go next year. So, Jeff. Before I get started, I want to welcome a student that was in my class this year, Roman. Thanks for being with us with your family. It's great to see you. Um, I just want to tell you, church, that you are part of the team. I hope we are making you feel like you're part of the team because you are. And because of uh, you sending us, supporting us, we're able to go and participate and do this and have fun. But you guys are part of the team, and you're a big part of why it's successful. And um, uh, your part in this gives God a lot of glory. I just want you to know that. We did a lot of ministry this year. I mean, it was jam-packed. We were praying throughout the village with people. By the way... um, the gentleman with the cowboy hat, he did not go to the church, Ernesto. And so he asked us um, just to come pray for his son. Um, so we are there planting seeds, and we planted a lot of seeds this year. Uh, I also want you to know that the project, you saw the greenhouse. We planted a ton of tomato plants, but that's just the beginning. Um, you know, we want to be accountable to you for the money that we invest in that community. And Lasse is uh, accountable to us. It is just the beginning. You would not believe all the great things that are going to happen from that, um, that greenhouse and those tomato plants. It is a launching pad to uh, begin building home gardens. And there was an agronomist there that was with us all week, David. And these men have to... They have to show up and they have to learn from him if they're going to be a part of this program and they donate their time. I'll show you a picture of that here here coming up. But I want to start with a pleasant memory. And we got caught in a downpour. It was a beginning of the rainy, rainy season. We got caught in a downpour on our way home from delivering groceries and praying for people. And uh, we got to stand on this ledge uh, right there, barely underneath an overhang. And you can see this boy coming home from school in his uniform, public school in his school uniform, just having a great time. You never know what you're going to see. We were in the downtown region of San Jacinto. And every time we would go uh, drive past it, we would sing that old song, downtown. Uh, but anyway, uh, you never know what you're going to see. You might see boys riding horses through the village. You never know. You might see a man walking his cows with his rain suit and uh, getting ready to put them back away in his uh, driveway, in his garage there. (laughs) Well, these, um, as we were standing there uh, getting soaked, these store owners saw us and waved us over. So we went running across the street and they let us sit underneath there. And we got to, we got to plant seeds. I guess the, the theme is, boy, we got to plant a lot of seeds this year. This year, tomato seeds with the children's, with all the ministries we did. Um, but here we got to talk with the store owners a little bit. We got to, to uh, you know, uh, buy, buy some things from them, give them, you know, a little bit of money and buy some, some things. Got to talk to them a little bit. Well, um, a couple of things I want to share that I felt were really important. 
I felt like we really needed, we've been to the public school a few times and, and talked to the kids and walked around. I really felt like we needed to do something for the teachers. And so we gathered, we had so much fun. Tears and I would uh, go to the office supply store and, and the, the team were gathering office supplies for the teachers, you know. And we got all kinds of things together that they could use. And so we carried it in a big, huge duffel bag on the way down there. And uh, it was just jam-packed with stuff. So we got to put them in little bags, and we gave them to the teachers. We asked the teachers to come out, and just as teachers uh, sometimes do, some of them came out kind of reluctantly, like, hey, what's going on here? This is cutting into my teaching time. But, you know, it was, um, it was very valuable. I think they really appreciated it. It is great. Um, we as Christians, when we do something nice and, and don't want anything in return, and I think they appreciated that. You know, we do that when we have the kindness outreaches. Do something nice for them. Say, hey, we appreciate you guys. We're from the United States. Keep up the good work. You know, not many of them, I would guess, were Christians. And I think, uh, you know, we were planting seeds there. So look forward to seeing some of them. Somebody that I uh, grew close or uh, felt a, a bond with was a guy by the name of Luis. And I really liked Luis. He had a uh, very interesting laugh. He was really patient with me. I wish I had a picture, but he showed me how to use a machete. We were cutting posts, and we measure it and mark it off. And then he was like, all right, cut it with the machete, like a straight edge. And so he showed me how to do it, how, how you chop you know, a few times and cut it. And, you know, it's like second nature to them. He was very patient with me. But, you know, we had a bond. This is somebody that doesn't go to the church. The men at the site, not very many of them did go to the church. In fact, they didn't even really know each other. And so it's bringing the community together. He has to, he has to, um, um, you know, he has to gather with these Christians in order to, uh, to um, be able to do this home garden. And that was all part of, of the initiative this week. But Luis is somebody that I think about and I pray for. And I think, um, I think God is working on him. Another man that uh, made a big impression on me and has is, uh, Naum. And, and Naum is a Christian. He's part of this church. He um, donated his land to build this greenhouse. He worked in the United States for several years, and you could tell he saved up money, was able to purchase some land, has a beautiful cornfield, um, planted all kinds of stuff, took me around. But he, uh, he's going to be somebody that's going to be uh, you know, ministering to these guys as they come on his land to work on this project in the greenhouse. And uh, he, I, I was able to interview three people. The interviews did not turn out. I messed up when I was filming it. But he, uh, I interviewed him, and it was so awesome. He was like, thank you very much. Uh, we are so happy. And, you know, he didn't know very many words, but he wanted me to tell you how thankful they are and how much they appreciate you helping their community um, not necessarily him, but thank you for helping our community. Thank you for all you do. You're, you're going to be paid back. You know, I heard that more, more times than I can tell you. But um, this guy's a hard worker, smiles a lot. He's a great guy. I can't wait for uh, you guys to meet him either sometime uh, in the next couple of years or maybe in heaven. But then the last picture is the men at the dedication service. I had the opportunity to deliver a message at the um, dedication service to these men that weren't Christians. And 
it was uh, it was just a wonderful time. And, uh, you know, I pray for Juan and, and some of the other guys. I don't remember every single guy's name, but we, we bonded that week. You know, and it, it's nice for us to get into the world. It's hard to be in the world, isn't it, and not of the world. But we need to be in the world. Because, you know, I think these guys were saying, hey, you know what, maybe I had a, a bad experience with Christianity, but these people aren't all bad. You know, they're normal uh, they love the Lord. I, maybe I can love the Lord, you know. And so um, we, we related with each other and, uh, you know, planting seeds once again. And I, I just appreciate this, these men. Well, I'm going to close um, very quickly. Um, since I messed up the video, we still have the audio of Pastor Mauricio. And he had a great interview. He, I asked him, what do you want to say to uh, Vineyard? Because... He opened up to us. We, um, right in the beginning, we were able to give him, you're going to see a picture of it. Um, we were able to um, take down some money to pay off one of their loans for the parsonage that they built. And he was so appreciative of the money. He um, wanted me to thank you guys. He's going to thank you personally. But our church has done so much to build up their church. And he, um, he couldn't thank us enough. And, uh, you know, he's meant a lot to us, but we, you know, we, uh, we are super blessed by this guy. And he's getting his visa. He wants to come visit the United States. So I'd love for you to all to meet him at some point. But we've got a slideshow and an audio of Pastor Mauricio. And then right after that, Brian's going to come on up. So here we go. Uh, Pastor Mauricio, what would you like to say to uh, the Vineyard Church back home? Sí, que para empezar, él está preguntando que qué es lo que él le quiere decir a la iglesia de que queda en Vineyard. Eh, bueno, eh, decirle gracias. First of all, thank you. Eh, por el amor que nos muestra. For the love that you've shown. Eh, por ese detalle que tienen cada año. For that huge detail of yours. So, that contribution of you coming for coming and blessing our community. The truth is that we are very blessed and very thankful for everything you've done for us. You all have really impacted our, our lives in the way that you come and served this place. Cada año, pues, le recordamos siempre con ese, con, con esa misma actitud que tienen de, de servir. Every, every year you guys are remembered over here with that attitude of serving and giving. Y la verdad es que han dejado y están dejando un legado en nuestras vidas. And the truth is that you guys have left, left a legacy with us. You guys have left a mark behind. Porque sé que pudieran ir a muchos lugares. Because we are very aware that you guys can go donde, other places. Donde hay muchas necesidades. Where there are many, many other different needs. Y quizás mayores que las nuestras. Maybe some are even bigger than ours. Eh, pero Dios les ha puesto en su corazón el bendecirle. But the Lord has put in your hearts to help us. A nuestra iglesia y nuestra comunidad. To help us in our church and our community. Eh, nuestra iglesia está muy agradecida con ustedes. Our church is also just very, very thankful with you guys. Y cada vez que anuncian que van a venir. And every time we are told that you, that you are coming they are always asking about who's coming and who, because they they remember you guys they remember all of you so you guys have taught us to serve with love 
and it really doesn't matter who you serve, but the sí. fact that you're serving is what counts. So everything that you do for us, y por la gente más de and for all the other needy people in our community, Dios se los God will pay you. And when we saw the pictures of, of your church and of you guys, it, it made us happy because mm -hmm. it, it showed us that you are you guys are a blessed church. You are blessed wow. by God. And we are certain that you guys will keep on being blessed by the Lord. And not only here, but also in eternity. Was, the Lord says that even, even a glass of water, hmm. even, a, even a simple glass of water given hmm. by you guys to one of them, even that, that little detail will be given back to you. Wow. And much more. Nos hemos a pensar, We have even started to think that the day that you might not come back to the church <laughs> that we will definitely miss you guys because we see you as family and we are truly happy and blessed that you guys are with us and thank you for loving us without even deserving it we are truly thankful God bless you Amen. Well, if uh, the worship team would come on up and if our prayer ministry team would go ahead and slip up here as well as I think some of the El Salvador team is going to be a part of the prayer ministry team this morning. Uh, let's just uh, close our eyes, bow our heads. I just want to say a prayer. God, I ask in the name of Jesus that as we have watched this today, uh, that we have been and will continue in these next few moments to be receptive to what you want to do in our own hearts. I pray, God, that you would uh, expand our concern uh, for those who don't yet know you, whether it is in Pataskala, in Ohio, in our own country, or whether it is a, a country somewhere else in the world. God, I pray that you would place a burden in our hearts to be involved in spreading the good news to all creation. God, right now, as uh, people are being receptive to you, I pray that, um, that you would show them clearly steps that they're to take and things they're to begin to do to be more involved in the proclamation of the gospel. Work in us what you want today, God, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as the team leads us in a closing song or two, uh, I would... Uh, really appeal to those of you who have felt God stirring something in your heart as you've uh, heard the testimonies and seen the seen the um, pictures that uh, you would come up and just uh, let these folks pray with you. Um, God may have specifically been directing you toward future involvement in El Salvador. We'd love to have you come up and receive prayer for that. If you pray with one of the team members, you could even get some information about that. But there are a whole host of ways that you can be involved. Uh, in spreading the good news, and uh, both both here at home, uh, at Ohio State, with international friendships, serving in the food pantry, there's just a whole host of opportunities. 
So uh, if you're sensing God tugging you to do more than what you're doing now, why don't you just come up over these next few minutes, receive prayer, ask God for more guidance as to what he would like from you, and whatever other needs you have, we're always honored to be able to pray for any needs that you have, financial needs, uh, physical needs, uh, whatever uh, is going on in your life, we want to pray for you. So why don't you come over these next few minutes. God bless you. In the morning when I...
They'll continue to play. If anyone else would like to receive prayer, you're welcome to come up even after we've dismissed the service. Uh, Just in closing, I want to say a special thanks to Jeff and Tirza for their leadership uh, of the El Salvador team. I want to thank the entire team for their faithfulness to go and uh, to serve people in another part of the world. And I want to say again thank you to this congregation who has very generously uh, supported this uh, this effort both financially and with your uh, prayers. So thank you guys. Job well done. Uh, many good things were accomplished on this trip, and we'll look forward to next year uh, as well. As you leave today, uh, meet someone that you don't know. Uh, welcome them. Also remember the poor in our own community. Any money you place in the boxes at the back of the auditorium will go to the storehouse uh, food pantry and uh, help those who are in need in our community. God bless you guys. Have a great day. I have a maker. He formed my heart before even time began. My life was in His hands. He knows.